Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels feel better, move better, and live better with progressive, functional, strength and conditioning workouts. This week on the show, we've got Straight Shot coach Megan Foland. Like most personal trainers in 2020, she had a pretty wild year, except Megan also had a baby in 2020, worked as a respiratory therapist, and helped with the opening of our sister company, Kinetics Physiotherapy and Performance, in Mount Holly, North Carolina. We get into all of that in our chat, plus we discuss her experience as an Ironman triathlete, share tips from her nutrition blog, and get a glimpse of how busy parents can juggle family, work, nutrition, training, and recovery. Now, you'll hear us talking about Straight Shot co-owner Chris throughout the podcast, because that's actually Megan's father, and Megan is also married to Dr. Garrett Foland from Kinetics, who's been on Straight Shot Radio three different times now. You will also hear from Beckett Foland, Megan's son in the background, as Megan does her thing as an expert multitasking mom during our interview. We talk a lot in this episode about Megan's athletic career in running and triathlons, and you'll hear how important planning out her workout programs is to her and how important it is to her with her clients. Now, I'm not sure if you noticed, but we are getting closer to seeing more in-person races. Plus, there's a ton of virtual 5Ks, 10Ks, and other races that are happening now. If you are looking for a structured program to take you from wherever you're at to being race day ready, Megan is the coach for the job. I want you to head over to straightshottraining.com and click on request a coach and we'll get you in touch with Megan to get you started right away on training for whatever race you've got your sights set on. Again, that's straightshottraining.com and click request a coach. All right, let's get into my chat with straight shot coach Megan Folland. So it looks like you guys are doing lunch now. Are you are you working out later today or what do you have going on later today? Um, so we actually just finished a two-mile run and then hopefully going to squeeze in a, uh, a lift later today before I start training this evening. Oh, nice. So do you do you split up and do like split workouts like that a lot? Um, now, yes. Um, in the past, you know, pre, pre-baby, I uh, used to try to get everything all done at the same time, or, you know, sometimes it would be a morning run and then lift in the afternoon, but yeah, now time-wise tends to have to be uh, split up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then what do you, what kind of workouts are you doing for your lifting right now? Are you liking like circuits or heavier stuff or what are you working on? Um, a little mix of both. So doing mostly, um, so working out um, three days a week with strength training, um, Two of those are heavier lifting. And then we just started doing one day a week as like circuit training. Um, just something to kind of switch it up because in May, Garrett and I are, um, we're going to start a program together, just kind of 12 weeks. Just uh, we're going to kind of go in on it together and um, just kind of come up with something. So yeah, three days a week of strength training and then trying to fit in um, four or five days of either biking or running. Um all pretty short stuff. Like I try to keep it to 20 or 30 minutes because it's about all it seems to have time for these days. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. then you, you ran track back in high school, right? I did. I did. Yep. I, I ran in high school. Um, and I also ran, uh, doing youth, um, 
track as well. And I played soccer um, until junior year of high school when I switched over to cross country. So did I did a lot of running in high school, though. Yeah. Now, do you prefer did you prefer the distance stuff or the track stuff or were you Uh, longer distance track stuff? So I did like the 800 and the mile. Um, So it's funny because uh, when I first started track, I thought I was going to be a sprinter. Uh, And my dad (laughs) talked to the coach and was like, listen, she is not a sprinter. Uh, She does long distance. But I was being lazy. And thought, I'll just do sprinting. That'll be a good way to uh, to keep up between um, between soccer. But, uh, yeah, so I talked to the coach and ended up being like a mid-distance um, to slightly longer distance um, athlete. And then um, occasionally would fill in for sprints like during relays or whatnot too. So, uh you know, have, have a little bit of everything there. Okay. That, that, that was such a mom move that you were able to say that entire sentence and move Beckett from the kitchen to the living room and start a show for him. That was really impressive. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> I was like, great. all right, we're done with lunch. Uh, let's uh, yeah. <laughs> get going here. That's great. <laughs> so then, um, so after your, you, you did your cross country and your track in high school, how did you get into competing? Did you start doing like half marathons and stuff when you were in high school? So, um, that actually was more in college. Um, once I graduated high school, you know, um, I feel like a lot of high school athletes kind of go through the, you know, what's, what's next, um, you know, type thing. So for me, I was like, well, yeah, my dad, um, my dad biked a lot and I always enjoyed biking as well. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me try to get into biking. So my dad, um, and my mom as my graduation gift had gotten me a road bike. Um, so that's kind of when more of my like longer distance stuff started. Um, and at that point too, my dad was starting to get into more of like the half marathons, um, as well. So, yeah, I'd say um, right after you know high school, just kind of going to college, trying to figure out what what I was going to do next for my workouts. You know, you go through all this time with everybody else planning your workout, and now you got to figure out what in the world you're going to do for yourself. Yeah. So race wise, I know you've done a, a plenty of half marathons. How many marathons have you done? I have done two or three full marathons. I want to say I think okay. it's two. Um, I know I did, I did the Marine Corps marathon and then I did the national marathon, which is, um, in DC as well. So I think that's it. And then, um, and then I did the, the Ironman triathlon. So that one's got a full, full marathon at the end of that. Oh yeah, that definitely. Yeah. You want to throw that one in there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, so what about your, so tell me about your full Ironman experience. Was that something that you kind of once you started getting more into biking that you, you know, kind of set as a goal for yourself or how did that come up that you ended so, up training for that and doing it? Yeah. Um, like in college, um, I joined the, the club triathlon team, um, you know, and that consisted mostly of just going to do like sprint triathlons, um, as well as the Olympic distance. So sprint is, um, it's super short. It's like, a um, usually maybe, maybe a quarter mile swim, and then like a 10 mile bike ride and then a 5k, um, Olympic yeah. distance, you pretty much, um, double that. 
And then, you know, uh, then you have the half Ironman and the full Ironman. So I, you know, played around with just like the Olympic distance for a while. And then, um, and then I guess it was one of my friends that um, I had met while training in Frederick. Um, He was, his brother did Ironmans and uh, my friend Jeff was just like, I'm going to, he had never done a triathlon before. So his first race was actually uh, uh, the Eagle Man Half Ironman, which is the um, the one in Maryland. But yeah, he had never done a triathlon before. And he was like, I'm just going to do it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I've been doing triathlons for uh, a few years now. So I figured, you know, why not? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then training experience for that, you, you enjoyed doing it, but not enough to do it again. <laughs> Yeah. So it, I mean, people will tell you it's like a full-time job and it really, Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, for me, I was training for it at the perfect time. I was in between, um, it was like the summer before I had started respiratory therapy school. I was personal training. I was coaching cross country. Um, and I was working at like a, um, it was called shock the health and wellness. I was doing their VO two max. So I had, I was working a lot of jobs, but the hours allowed me to uh, get in all my training. So, I mean, I would run with my cross country girls. Um, I, or I would bring my bike, um, and I'd be like on the trainer while they were doing track workouts. Um, I would swim before work. I would try to bike at some point. Um, thankfully a lot of my biking got done. Um, in between clients when I was working at sport and health, um, I would just hop in the spin room and I would just bike and bike and bike and bike and got very good at multitasking. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know how people do it that have more of like a nine to five type job where you don't have yeah. breaks in the middle of the day. Um, you know, I lucked out with, with that being able to squeeze workouts in here and there. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a lot of training. Um, you know, a lot of mental uh, training as well. But honestly, the race itself really wasn't that bad. Um, my friend who I trained for it with, his brother, the one who uh, does a lot of Ironmans, explained it really well that the the race is the cherry on top. And, okay. you know, your all your training is building up to it. And the race should just be fun at that point because you've trained so okay. much that, you know, and I'm not going to say the race wasn't like hard. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, compared to all the training, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. And then plus, you know, now with having to squeeze in workouts the way you are, you have, you got pretty good at it. Multitasking, squeezing workouts. in. it's good practice yes. for being a mom and a coach and a respiratory therapist and <laughs> all of that. Yes. Do you it's- like training for I'm sorry. Do you like training for things or do you like having these times now where you're not really training for something? I I would say it definitely, it shifted. Um, I used to you know always train for something. I had a race every single month that I was training for, or, you know, I've never done any type of like lifting competitions or anything like that, but I always had a, you know, a 10 K triathlon, whatever it was. I always had a training program to, you know, be going for that. And then I'd say probably the past five years or so I've done a couple races here and there, but, uh, to be honest, like the Ironman kind of zapped my, uh, my, I guess, motivation to really race super hard. Um, so it's been really nice enjoying kind of just 
fitting in my workouts in when I can. Um, I still plan everything out in advance. Um, like I usually try to do 12 weeks at a time. Um, okay. but yeah, it's been nice. Not really training for anything in particular right now. Uh, like I have a couple of races coming up, which, you know, I'll do a couple of, um, interval training for, but, um, yeah, really not training for anything in particular. So now during all of your competitions as an athlete and your training and your schooling to become a respiratory therapist, did you become a trainer during that time? Like before you became a respiratory therapist? I, yes. Yep. So I actually okay. became a personal trainer uh, my senior year of college. It was a uh, requirement actually for the internship I had after school. Um, okay. where I was doing corporate wellness at Verizon wireless, uh, in order to be an intern, you had to be, uh, a certified personal trainer. So I got my got CPT before graduating from college. Um, but my, my coaching experience started about two years prior to that, just doing, um, speed and agility training for, uh, for local schools and athletes. So, yeah, I became a personal trainer uh, well before a respiratory therapist. Okay. Now, because you really, that's what you were kind of gearing your your career towards was respiratory therapy, right? No, actually, I kind of did things backwards. Um, so you oh, know, I okay. had my, my four-year <laughs> undergrad in health assessment and promotion, and I really didn't know what to do with that. Um, I knew, you know, personal training was something I could do with it. Um a lot of the girls that were in my major, it was a very small group of us. It was 10 of us girls that graduated um, in my class for that. But, you know, some went on to uh, to nursing school. Some um, became personal trainers. Some just didn't even work in you know the health and fitness field. So I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, you know, corporate wellness appealed to me. And uh, I loved doing my internship there. But, you know, internships have to end eventually. So, um, that's when I was like, well, I have a personal training, you know, certification. So I'm going to just, I'm going to personal train until I figure out, you know, what I'm going to do. And so it was in between all of that, um, you know, I guess after maybe about two years of just personal training only, um, that I was like, well, I feel like I need to do something else. And that's when I started looking into what, what else could I do? And, uh, respiratory therapy popped up. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, there's a couple different avenues you can go with that. You can be, um, you know, a respiratory therapist in the hospital. You can do pulmonary function testing, which is what I do. Um, okay. Or you can do pulmonary rehab. So I was like, well, I feel like, you know, any of those avenues I could I could do. And I've done the, the hospital, um, you know, portion as well. And then I've also done, you know, the PFT is only thing I haven't done is uh, pulmonary rehab. Okay. We are, we are used to PFTs with, uh, with Rachel having CF. <laughs> yes. You said there's FEV1 oh, yeah. tests and yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we really rely on, on, on the IV. When I'm not, uh, when I'm not doing anything with uh, straight shot or kinetics. She's <laughs> <laughs> juggling, Jimmy juggling everything that you're doing, plus being a mom. Yes. <laughs> so in yeah. addition to working as a therapist, what kind of gyms did you work at before now being at kinetics? Um, so I worked, um, I was saying in corporate wellness. So my most, and you were sport and health. Yep. And I was at sport and health. And then before that, um, was just my internship doing corporate wellness as well. So, um, I pretty much, I spent, I think four years at sport and health training. I started, 
at that North Frederick location, um, when they were like not even open yet, um, they hired me on about three months before they had, um, had opened and I stayed there until we moved down to North Carolina. So I, okay. Support and health. (laughs) (laughs) And then with you being a physical, with a, a, being a, personal trainer and a respiratory therapist, do you see anything where, you know, there's crossover or that one has helped you in the other aspect or something? Is there any crossover with the two jobs? There, there is honestly. Um, and a lot of people, you know, wouldn't think that, um, because, you know, um, when I would do respiratory therapy in the hospital, you know, you see people are there because they're sick, um, you know, versus the personal training side is, you know, you see your healthier, um, population. So there's not as much crossover in the hospital per se. Um, you know, there are a couple of things when I would do, you know, breathing treatments or something where I'm trying to motivate somebody <laughs> to do, you know, their incentive spirometer and, you know, blow a little bit harder, a little bit faster or whatnot, um, where my personal training side would come in. But I do see a lot <laughs> um, doing PFTs. I, I honestly okay. think that it is a huge help on um, having my uh, personal training background for doing PFTs. Cause I mean, you know, you've seen them before where like you pretty much have to like yell at the patients to, you know, blow as hard and as fast yes. as possibly. Keep can. Going, keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so funny how many patients say afterwards, they're like, you should be a coach. And I was like, well, funny enough as you know, a personal trainer, yeah. I was a personal trainer got into this. So uh, a lot of patients do say they're like, you really could be, you know, a coach. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I am. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then like I said, I've never done the pulmonary rehab side, but I could, I could see where, you know, obviously having a personal training certification would come in handy with, uh, with that. With that. Too. All right. So now let's, let's talk about 2020. Cause that was a pretty big year for you. Yes. <laughs> Had a lot happen. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. theme here of you, of you juggling things and multitasking and 2020 was definitely that for you. So you became a mom in early 2020, right? Yep. Yep. So March, uh, March 4th, 2020. So about a week before everything shut down. Oh, wow. Um, we had Beckett and, you know, so my parents were down for a little bit and then once everything kind of started getting, uh, you know, I guess maybe about four days after Beckett was born, you know, it's kind of like, all right, things are getting serious. So uh, they went back to Maryland and it was just my husband and I, uh, you know, left alone with a newborn. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of up in the air as to what was going on. And then we were starting on uh, kinetics. So, you know, Becca was born in March. Kinetics started in like, I think Garrett quit his job in May. Um, kinetics was up and running in June. So kind of a crazy year. And I, I had worked at the hospital for a while um, during the pandemic. And then my, um, my job at the doctor's office needed me more. So I ended up quitting at the hospital, being at the doctor's office, which, you know, in turn allows me a lot more time with straight shot and kinetics as well. Um, So yeah, kind of a crazy year, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now we've, we've talked obviously a, a lot of, about you know juggling being a mom and a respiratory therapist and a, and a trainer. How do you feel like being a mother has changed how you how you work out and how you approach fitness and nutrition in general? Um, yeah, so definitely you know everything I've had to learn to be a lot more flexible. Um, 
So with that, uh, you know, kind of like I was saying with the shorter workouts and being, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just, I used to be able to go for, you know, hours upon hours of running and biking and shifting my, my mindset that like, I can't do that anymore. Um, You know, I don't have that kind of time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He just wants to express. That's so So, funny. You know, definitely shifting my mindset, like I said, uh, to realizing like, I can't, I can't work out every single day or I can't get in the exact same thing that I would like to do pre pre baby and everything like that. But, uh, you know, honestly, it's allowed me to figure out how to be you know more efficient with my time, which, you know, I think relates to a lot of our clients. Uh, you know, a lot of people are busy, especially right now, you know, with, um, you know, the kids in the school and helping with like virtual schooling or working from home you know, a lot of people that maybe used to go into the office, who knows, maybe they would get a lunchtime workout in if their office had a gym or something like that. So I feel like I've, you know, I'm a little bit more relatable to um, my clients. Just, you know, I know how short of time you have. Um, so fitting that in and then nutrition wise, that really hasn't changed too much. Um, you know, pre, pre Beckett and everything like that, I would always try to meal prep on Sundays and we still try to do that. Um, we just try to keep things a little bit more simple now. Um, I used to spend a lot more time just kind of finding all different types of recipes, but now we try to stick to the basics and kind of try to get all the cooking done and during his first nap. That way we can spend some time as a family the rest of the day. Okay. And you post a lot of awesome recipes over on the Kinetics blog. So do you like to prep for an entire week? Or do you do a couple preps throughout the week? Or what does that look like? Yes, I usually try to do um, two two meals on Sunday. And that usually gets us through Thursday. Um, Occasionally, I don't make enough and it'll only get us to Wednesday. But I try, I try my hardest to get us through at least Thursday is like lunch. And then sometimes we'll just make something super quick on Thursday. Thursday night and then kind of wing it for, um, for Friday's lunch or something like that. Or we'll just do leftovers for Friday's lunch. Uh, and then typically, you know, Friday we'll just do like takeout and Saturday and Sunday, we'll just kind of cook something completely brand new. But yeah, I try to do two meals, lunch, dinner. Occasionally I'll be able to prep, um, breakfast as well, just cause you know, our mornings are super busy. When I work at the doctor's office, I have to be out the door by 630. Um, so it's, you know, and then some nights um, I get home from work at like 430 and I got it. And then I go train at five. So I honestly don't know how people like don't meal prep. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> I, I yeah. like thinking back to, you know, growing up, you know, my mom, um, you know, she was a preschool teacher. So she had time during the afternoon to like cook dinner and stuff. But it's like, I don't know how people don't meal prep because it's, yeah, I, I don't know, you know? So I always tell my clients to just find two hours is really all you need to get all of your lunches and dinners in for the week. Um, you know, if I'm able to find time to do it, I think, you know, I think it's easy to find two hours here and there to, to get it in. <laughs> 
Yeah, especially, and it sounds like a lot in one at one time, but when you think about how much time people spend like just cooking and making meals the rest of the week, it ends up saving you time. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, versus, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes each night, you know, it's just two hours on a Saturday or Sunday morning, um, you know, or if you got time on like a Monday night or something like that, uh, it's just kind of just find that two hour block and you can cook a lot of stuff in two hours. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then what about grocery shopping? Do you enjoy doing that? Is that something you guys do together? So to be honest, um, right before I had Beckett, um, yeah, I knew that we were going to be busy uh, and our Harris Teeter, which is just right down the street from us, has the express lane. So I actually got a subscription to the express lane, um, which, you know, so I can do however many times a week I want to, you know, go pick up groceries. I typically just do one order a week and I, I go and I ring the little bell and they come and bring out the groceries and everything. So um, oh, wow. I, I actually love grocery shopping, but uh, because of having Beckett and then, you know, the pandemic hitting and everything, um, I have not been inside a grocery store to actually do a full shopping in about a year and a half. Um, wow. You know, I'll come in to pick something up or I'll have uh, Garrett pick something up real quick, but I have not done a full shopping inside a grocery store um, in a really long time. So I took Beckett to Trader Joe's the other day and that was a a big, uh, big deal for us. He had never been inside a grocery store, but I do love grocery shopping. Um, but the perks of having like the express lane, it's just, it's nice. Cause I can spend a couple of days adding things to our grocery list instead yeah. of, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it's easier in some ways, but a lot of times I also forget a lot of things <laughs> yes. or forget about the but variety I, of different, you know, fruits and vegetables. And I kind of end up sticking to the same, <laughs> you know, five fruits and five different types of vegetables that we have. Um, but yeah, so I, I do enjoy the grocery shopping, but it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> been a while. Well, I think that's something that's, that, that can really help people who are maybe, you know, talking about too busy to meal prep. It's not just the meal prep time. It's also the grocery shopping time. And if you can eliminate right. that by, by figuring out what you're going to eat for the next week and then doing your shopping, doing pickup, and then yeah. you got that taken care of. So now it's just a matter of finding time to cook it. And you post a bunch of recipes on the kinetics blog that are either slow cooker or, you know, just a few ingredients that are quick to make that yeah. are easy to store. You made that one the other day that was that um, orzo pasta. So there's something that somebody could take with them. Yeah, it looked really good. But that's something somebody could take with them, like, you know, in their cooler that they wouldn't actually even need to heat up if they were on the road. So um, yeah. yeah, everyone needs to check out the, the kinetics blog for those recipes that you put up because they're, they're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I try to, cool. you know, when I, when I go through our meal planning and uh, meal prepping, I kind of just I look at a lot of different um, like healthy living blogs throughout the week and just try to, I try to pick two meals uh, that have similar ingredients, you know, save myself some money with, um, you know, I like this week I'm doing like a turkey chili and it's going to have zucchini and corn in it um, as well as, you know, like diced tomatoes, all that stuff. So I try to pick ingredients, you know, so I know that we're going to do that for dinner now I have to figure out what are we going to do for lunch that's going to kind of incorporate some of the same ingredients 
That way I'm not um, buying too much of, you know, one particular ingredient or if something is, you know, kind of like a rare or like a kind of splurge ingredient, uh, I try to use that up through the other meal too. So just kind of, um, you know, obviously the meal planning and meal prep, like you said, kind of takes some time before the actual cooking, but, you know, just try to find some time throughout the day, you know, scrolling through, um, looking at different recipes and try to figure out what you're going to cook ahead of time because it makes, makes a big difference. Absolutely. So then switching gears, going back to your coaching, how many, how many years have you been a trainer now? Um, so I've been a trainer since 2012 and then uh, coach since 2010. Yeah. Okay. So doing this speed and agility training uh, and coaching, I did that during the summers uh, during college. Uh, and then I got my full like uh, ACSM certification in uh, right before I graduated from college. So 2012. Okay. So then of all these years coaching people, both in the speed agility and quickness and then in personal training, what do you think is your favorite thing about coaching people? What do you enjoy the most about it? I'm um, just meeting all my, my clients and learning more about them and creating that personal relationship. Um, I've also found that like for me personally, uh, training has kind of brought me out of my shell um, you know, I'm definitely very introverted, but that was one thing that I noticed once I started personal training was, you know, I, it brought me out of my shell and I could, you know, talk to people more and, uh, I don't know. It's just, so that's, that's for me personally, but definitely just getting to know my clients and helping them make a positive change, uh, in their lives. Okay. So when you talk about a po- making a positive change, is that kind of what you're aiming it to accomplish with, with with each person that comes to you? I mean, obviously they have different reasons for coming to you, but kind of what's your main goal when you're working with a client? Well, obviously, you know, taking into account what their goals are, um, you know, whether it's, you know, their weight loss or whatever it might be. Uh, obviously, my goal is to accomplish what their goals are, but also have in a, you know, fun and inviting uh, you know, environment. I've had a lot of clients that have had bad personal training experiences before where it's just like the trainer's like, all right, do, do a hundred squats. And they just walk away and they, you know, don't, you know, it's like, you know, it's not, uh, not personalized, nothing like that. So I want to make it a fun and inviting uh, environment for my clients and, you know, just really get to know them and develop that relationship. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that, especially for the clients that I've had for, um, you know, long periods of time and everything. No, definitely. And then what about with having to make a change to training people online? How is that, you know, after 2020, how is how you coach changed? I know you're doing, now you're doing a lot of in-person right now at Kinetics for Straight Shot, yeah. but you're also doing yeah. online pro- online programming. I love it. Um, okay. You know, I like, especially using Team Builder. Um, it's such an easy and simple way to keep track of clients. Um, and then, you know, if they have any questions, you know, I feel like our videos are very thorough, um, but it's, it's really easy to be able to keep track of, uh, clients on their on their own time too you know especially anybody that's doing the workout programming uh, you know even though like you know the one that i'm training right now she lives in maryland and i'm down here we can still train we talk on a weekly basis and actually talk probably more often you know just kind of asking about the workouts and everything like that but it's all on 
you know, her time whenever she can fit that workout in. So it's nice yeah. um, for everybody, you know, for that flexi- flexibility, kind of like I was talking about earlier, you know, squeezing in that workout whenever you can. Exactly. Yeah. And, and actually, I remember whenever I showed you all uh, Team Builder when I came down to North Carolina back in August of last year, that Chris had told me about, you know, your background and kind of how you programmed. And you definitely, you're very organized in the way you put things together. You've kind of always been that way with yourself and with your clients. So I figured, you know, this would be something that you would really enjoy using. So I'm glad it, it did work out and you do enjoy yes. using it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Team yeah, Builder has been awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's one of those things where like you were saying, you know, people are busy and what we've tried to do with straight shot is try to meet people where they're at. So whether they want to train with you, you know, if they're in North Carolina, they can come and train with you in person, or if they're up this way, they can do, you know, in-home training, but it doesn't matter where anyone is anywhere. They can always do zoom sessions with us, or if they don't even have the time to meet with us, they can do the workout programming. So I think that, um, I'm sure you've experienced this too. 2020 has really made it clear that trainers need to be flexible around their clients' schedules and meet them where they're at because the whole world has changed basically in a year. Exactly. Exactly. I like that, you know, meet them where they're at, you know, because that can be, like I said, it can be anywhere now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When well, it's also breaking down the barriers of, of people who don't want to go to a, a gym because of maybe the atmosphere or, you know, I know some people that just don't like the feel of gyms, which if you walk into kinetics, I don't know how you could not like the feel of it because it's an incredible facility, (laughs) but some, but some people really don't like the gym, uh, experience. And so they can just, you know, they found this past year, they can do just as much at home, but they still need the guidance. And so that's, it's been great that we've been able to have you, you know, helping out with that, helping out with people at home with those home programs. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Megan. Um, glad we, we, that we've been able to have this relationship between Kinetics and Straight Shot and hoping to, to continue to grow that. But a, a big part of that is having you coach for us remotely down there uh, at Kinetics and being able to trust all of this stuff that we've built over the past you know, four years with Straight Shot with you carrying that out in person down there is really cool. And the feedback we're getting from your clients is awesome. So you're killing it. Keep killing it. You're doing great. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, (laughs) definitely glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And then I see I get my second vaccination shot in the end of April. And uh, we actually may be down that way in uh, May at some point. So if we're down that way, visiting family, I'll have to make that I think it's like a two hour trip over from where our family is over to uh, kinetics. Yeah, definitely swing on by swing on by whenever just let us know. Cool. All right. I think you have some videos to shoot now, right? I do. I do. Okay. (laughs) Cool. All right. Good luck with this, Megan. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you could take a second to subscribe to the show, leave me a rating, and share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome. We are Straight Shot Training on social media, and again, the website is straightshottraining.com. On our website, you can read our blog, meet the coaches, visit our shop, and see everything that we offer in the way of in-person and online personal training. And if you're ready to experience working with a dedicated coach who will write detailed workouts for you and keep you accountable to doing them, click that request a coach button on the website and we'll get right in touch with you. Thanks again and have a great week, everybody.